Welcome to Ship SaaS Faster with Vulcan from Vasoli.com and myself, Simon, from Snapshooter.com, where we talk shop about SaaS. How are you doing this week? I'm doing good. How about yourself? Yeah, not too bad. Are you more settled in, in Turkey now? Yeah, more, uh, yeah, just yeah, got a nice routine going back to work and getting up early, doing all my work and just, yeah, just chilling the rest of the day. But yeah, it's so nice here, like 25 degree weather. I think UK is not too bad. Like last year, I think it was terrible. So then that's kind of why I wanted to get out. But when I was checking the weather, it's like 19, but it's raining, but this is still kind of hot. Yeah, it's the school holidays this week. And I took my daughter out on a day where I said it definitely wasn't going to rain. And it definitely did rain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but at least it's mild. Yeah, my mum seems to think that the weather people are always right. And then, yeah, it doesn't seem to be the case. I think it's really hard to do. It's a really hard job to um, model the weather. Yeah, we're just like we went to an outdoor place and um, I just received like a push notification on my phone saying rain expected in the next five minutes. And they just absolutely tipped it down. So at least they gave me like a little heads up. Yeah, it's a hard problem. Cool. What have you been working on? So just um, talking to a bunch of users and stuff and just yeah, trying to figure out how, how can I get designers onboarded. So I spoke to a lot of them through like uh, Twitter, like DMs mainly kind of a superpower being able to DM people on Twitter. Like the first time I found this like superpower was like indie hackers. Like you could go on there and talk to people if they were having a problem and then that helped me get my initial customers, but that hasn't been like going so well for ages. And then recently, like, yeah, just been using Twitter and Twitter DMs have become super powerful. Like I can just talk to anyone and people speak to you. It's crazy. Uh, so yeah, based on the feedback they're giving and stuff, it's like just been working on this UI UX as I've been doing before. And then finally decided to ship this dark mode Usually it's a huge waste, but I don't know. After talking with all these designers, it seems like they'd rather have a dark mode than have features. <laughs> nice. Yeah, we had a dark mode and people seem to like it. So you're saying, do you see people on Twitter struggling with Webflow or something like that? And then you message them. Or like, how are you finding the people to message? I don't know. It could be anything, right? So maybe they're just talking about design or landing pages or stuff like this. I do follow the Webflow something. So then I see who are, who's really active on Twitter in the Webflow community. And if they have something that's like non-Webflow related or so like one of the times is someone was struggling with JavaScript. So then like I knew there was a Webflow user and they were struggling with JavaScript. So I just said, yeah, I can help with some JavaScript, no problem. And then that ended up turning into a three-hour conversation about everything about no-code, Webflow, Vasoli, like the future, et cetera. So these are the ways I do it. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I should probably follow that up a bit more. A bit too, too scared to pipe up sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I think you have a good network of people anyways. I don't know how you, I don't know how you create your network, but... I know you have a bunch of like SaaS founders you message and stuff. So, yeah, like, um, you know, spam bots. That's how I did it. <laughs> <laughs> Just spam every SaaS founder and whoever responds. Yeah, bought my followers, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know, the copy follow, the the buying them, all those tricks, you know. Yeah. Shit, I think most followers come from when I start trolling people <laughs> for some reason. Your posts always do well when you, when you troll people. Yeah, or when I talk about how bad web development was like 10 years ago. Those ones seem to do really well. <laughs> you can tell it's done well when you have like at least 10% of people replying back saying like, you should use these modern things. And like, why would you possibly do it like that? You're like, yes. <laughs> You've totally missed the point. Troll successfully. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's a good filter. Yeah, so what else have you been doing then? So mentioned before, I got a template. I got someone building templates in Vasoli. They're moving a bit slow, but they've got. I think they like got a full time job. They're doing like freelance work, and now they're building templates in Vasoli. So yeah, I can see why they're moving slow. Um, but they're always giving me like recommendations. So I was lacking kind of features. Like I could hack it together myself, 
or like a developer could, but if you're like a no coder, it's kind of impossible. And then this is for like rich text. So I had like plain text and then in, inside that plain text, you could type like HTML strings and it would work like magic. But yeah, <laughs> for people who can't code, I needed to add this extra feature and they were super happy with that. It's just, yeah, tons of these little wins. And then hopefully by the time it's finished, no. um, yeah, it should be better. Fair enough. Yeah. I guess that's what you can do, isn't it? Incremental improvements anyway. Yeah. So what about you? What you what, what you been working on? Um, I guess a few things. So I can't remember how much detail I went into it last time. I have to look at the show notes. We built an agent for doing backups. Actually, I think we did talk about it. Um, so we just did some more testing with that. And we decided, or I decided, but to change the way authentication works just to make it like better for people. And before we release it, it seems to make more sense to do that now while we control every version of it in the wild. Because at that point, it's going to become a bit more pain in the ass to change. So we wanted to change it to make it easier for people to deploy in containers and like, I don't know what the right word is, but like disposable server environments. So we wanted to make some changes there. So my developer has gone off to learn a bit of Go <laughs> to try and just make the changes while we're just messing around after the initial guy coded it all up for us. Yeah, so that's basically it really. So hopefully when Jorge gets back from his little holidays on, We'll get that finished and we'll get it released. So it's probably going to be mid, mid-November. So a couple, couple of podcasts left before we actually release it. Yeah, for me, Go felt so weird when I was trying to learn it. So yeah, well, I wonder how Jorge's going to deal with it. Has he got any experience with it? Or is he just hopping straight in? No, neither of us do. So um, yeah, that's kind of why we hired someone to sort of do most of the work for us. It's, I'd, I'd, it's not too much stuff he has to change, so... I think it'll be all right. It's just like around renaming and redefining some ways that we do authentication because we've got like two methods of doing it. So um, just adding some clarity between those two, really. When I looked at the code, it's, it's like it reads okay. Like as in, as a PHP developer, I can read it and understand what it's doing. Yeah, go. it, it feels easy to read. It's definitely easy to read because I think they follow like um, a certain like pattern or something. I think all Go code looks the same and they made it really readable. But I found when writing it, it just, I don't know, it just felt a bit weird. Uh, oh, they. I think they made format. I think they made code formatting like a requirement for like successful compiling. So like that makes sense. But I meant in terms of like the syntax and the, yeah. the way data flows makes sense. So what else have you been working on? This is a weird thing. So Google Docs are always doing some like weird stuff. I feel like they're either updating stuff or customers are doing weird things with it. So every once in a while, a customer will message me and say, oh, like my blog post isn't working properly or something like this. And then I have to go in and then I realize like, yeah, Google added like multiple spans in there for some reason or they're like added extra font sizes. They're just doing a bunch of nonsense. <laughs> and yeah, it's just always so annoying. And I don't know. I need to speak to other people who had this problem maybe and see if, Hey, if they're getting it, or is it just is it just me kind of thing? So in Vasoli, is the Google Doc like does it become like part of the database um, for blog posts and stuff, or is it people copying and pasting is now like breaking? Copy pasting basically, they just copy they copy it from Google Docs and paste it in. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I spent ages trying to fix like our terms and conditions <laughs> <laughs> when I pasted them in, and all the correct yeah nightmare. It's a complete mess, like absolute yeah. I, I don't even know how to explain it. They have like three, four layers of um, elements inside for, like for headers and stuff. So I, I have to run the script multiple times to like clean it up multiple times. It's just, yeah. I think some of these libraries take care of it. So for the terms and services, I have like edit, editor called Quill and you paste it in and it kind of works. And I think they get rid of some of the stuff, but just keep some of it, but it looks fine. But for, for Sony, the code editor is part of like yeah. the page editor. So I, 
I like to keep the format really clean that way everything works and then yeah like all of the features work so I have like in WordPress they have they're called Yoast or something and then that has like it's, it checks your he uh, headings and checks your paragraphs and then does a bunch of other stuff to make sure it's like SEO compliant so for that to work oh yeah 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 like the code needs to be clean right like if, if it's if it's using like span font size 28 it doesn't know that's a h2 and even google doesn't know that's a h2 so anyone copying from say i feel like if they're copying from google and pasting it into uh, wordpress it might look fine but they don't actually know if it's actually a h2 so even though wordpress is meant to be seo friendly and stuff it, <laughs> I, I wonder how many yeah, sites are broken and stuff because i did do some googling as well and it seems wordpress have this issue and there's a bunch of sites like paste it in here and we fix it but they don't fix everything as well. So it doesn't seem to be a solved problem for these people, but, you know, it's a mess. And it, always, it feels like they're changing it as well. Like, if it was a one-time thing, like, sure, that's an investment, but then it's like, and then my customers are getting mad at me, they're like, oh, it's not working, but it works in Google. And then I have to dig in and, you know, mess everywhere. <laughs> yeah. What you're basically saying is you need to build a new um, Google Docs that's small. <laughs> but, but that's the dream. I'd More uh, layout-friendly. Yeah, I'd love to, like, Love to get like real time editing in there and all the comments and stuff, but it's a huge, huge undertaking. <laughs> this real like real times, I just pushed it and pushed it away because it just seems yeah, huge undertaking. Yeah. So what about you? What's this? Um, realize my secret project uh, <laughs> opens a better opportunity. Oh yeah. Okay. So um, I make I make life hard for myself by obscuring what I talk about here. But um, so we're building a new backup type that backups from one. <laughs> database to s3 and as part of that i had to build a versioning system and i didn't want to use s3's versioning system i wanted to build our own versioning system to deal with this and i sort of come to realize that this versioning system is probably its own product in its own right so i'm kind of taking the time now to separate it and to make sure it can stand alone before going back to the other secret project if that makes sense like i think there's actually probably a ton of value in the in the in the in the tech around storage now that we we can now utilize so put a put a pin in the other project so is this a, is this a whole new product or a future project you're just gonna like work on this and then it could be so it'd be part of snapshooter okay like, in that sense but it's like a new way for dealing with storage, which we can then use with the other backup types. So it adds some value there. So I want to make sure it's at least you know, like extracted and could run independently without having to come back and do it again in the future. So that's what I've been thinking about. These have been my shower thoughts for like the last week. So <laughs> not much really more to say about that other than other than it's more work. <laughs> I think it could be worth it long term, right? Because we were talking about this a few episodes ago about how I think it was like MySQL you did first and then it's like you copied that for like Postgres and then afterwards you kind of like extracted it all out so it can all work. Um, as like one, this, yeah, you abstracted it out so the code's dry. But at the start, yeah. it's like you don't really want to do that but now your product's further along so if you can abstract it out earlier then it doesn't, it makes no sense just to like hack it together at the start. That's very true and I think w without actually building it into the other project to start with, like I wouldn't have seen it like to try and build something completely on its own. Like, as you say, I wouldn't have built the backup system as it is today if I hadn't have had like a good crack at building a first version of it and realizing that I need to meet all these new feature requirements. And the best way to do that is to build something completely separate and new that can then be integrated with. So, you know, kind of like working on the machine or the like building a programming language out um, to support your requirement instead of just, just like bashing into it works. That makes sense. Yeah, I, I'm not smart enough to realize, but some people talk about like, yeah, going from like 
code to DSL to something else and then something else and then back to like yeah back to code there seems to be like a circle or something over that yeah yeah I love that even when you then build the thing that you first plan to build with a really complicated engine in the background but it's like it's still all obscured away but then you've got the potential to use that for other things or improve it on its own and you know all these things but you still build like the original product it's just that you've made sure that all the underlying tech between that product and you know whatever the root is built in such a way that you can then like reuse it or market it obviously when you're building your first version of something for not the best way to get it done otherwise you probably never get it finished yeah. and your assumptions might be wrong as well like when you when you're able to build quickly then you're able to test your assumptions otherwise you could assume something and it could be completely wrong and you've just wasted months and months yeah exactly it has, I mean, this has taken me a long time, but I don't also get that long to dev. So there we go. <laughs> uh, is there anything else you've been working on last week or we covered that really? Someone posted, um, so I built like a Webflow alternative um, page for Vasoli. It's ranking quite well as well. Like SEO wise, it keeps ticking up. Ticking oh, yeah. up. Uh, like, I posted it when, it first, when I first did it and it just took it. Nothing happened for ages. Um, and now it's finally ranking well. And someone posted it on yeah, the sub, Webflow subreddit and then, yeah, there's a bunch of comments like, oh, this is just a cheap knockoff. And it, it, it wasn't terrible. It was like, yeah, this is a cheap knockoff. But they didn't actually check the product out or anything. It was just like, and then the people who did, now I'm getting like good feedback and someone's proper digged into the product. And they're like, I think you should change the light, line height on your code editor. And I'm like, like what? what? I, don't, I don't even have that adjusted on my VS <laughs> code editor. And these people are asking if I should adjust it inside, yeah, inside of a Soli. So, yeah. Yeah, you should make it a setting, you know. Okay. <laughs> oh, don't tempt me. Uh, I was thinking about because because I'm using VS Code now, like in theory. Yeah, I could... like your page. I just had a I just had a look at your my... carry on. Sorry, uh, no promise. Yeah, but yeah, I was just saying like uh, there's a way of like VS Code adding themes and stuff, and then having all of these yeah like editable stuff. But I feel like it gets a little crazy at the moment. I just want it to be have a really good default, and then from there, if people are asking for like custom themes and stuff, maybe I can add them in later. Yeah, I mean, you have to be careful with like Reddit or whatever, like whether they're really the people that you want as customers, like, or, you know, it's like the hacker news friendliness thing where people are always overly negative. I was going to say, I do like your page or whatever, because you you just basically list it out quite plainly for Soli versus Webflow with a big old list of do's and don'ts or like what they can do and what they can't do along with price and stuff. Yeah, I think it's a good page. Oh yeah, someone was hating on it. It was like it looks too simple on uh, mobile or something. And I was like, well, it, I don't know. Uh, like, I could make it a lot more complex and blow the page up and stuff. But I feel like the table works okay on mobile. I might invest more time. But for the moment, most of my visitors, like new visitors, come from desktop as well. I, 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 I do keep an eye on it. But yeah, yeah, I can imagine trying to use a, a website builder on mobile is going to be a terrible experience. Whatever you do, not one that you'd volunteer to do anyway. Yeah, so there's there's Linktree. What's Linktree? It's, I think it's just a way of I don't know if you've ever been on Instagram. People have like they have like five products they're trying to sell, and they can only put one link in their bio, and I think on Twitter as well. So they'll put like yeah five links there, like their YouTube, Twitter, whatever products they're selling, and that, I think that all works on mobile. But the second you yeah you want to make complex websites, then no chance on phone. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good product idea. So I see in your notes you talk about backseat founders. Mm-hmm. What's this? I don't know if you've been seeing it recently, but I feel like a lot of people have been like, I don't know, kind of memeing. Like, uh, they're like, oh yeah, just reduce churn and increase MMR. I, I think the John guy from Banner Bear has been talking about it a bit. I, I think he just kept getting the same tweets over and over again. So now he just memes himself. 
And yeah, this back like in gaming, there's like backseat gamers where people are like, I see. Oh, shoot the ball, shoot the ball. And it's like, <laughs> it's not that easy just to shoot the ball. Or backseat like managers as well in football, right? Like, oh man, I could do a better job than this guy. And it's just like, yeah, but you don't have all the facts and it's a lot harder than it. just just reduce churn and increase MMIs. <laughs> so many other factors. Oh, okay. You mean like unsolicited advice from people that don't know yeah. the whole picture? Don't know if you've got any of those tweets. <laughs> yeah, I've had that. <laughs> uh, I don't think publicly, but I've definitely had people like, I've seen it around and have been told like, just reduce churn by this. And you'd be like, oh, okay. Or just increase growth. And you're like, oh, well, that, that'd be, I mean, yes, I'd love to. <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not actively trying to not do that, but, um, yeah, or stuff like, um, like just, uh, just start writing blog posts um, or something. And it's just like, well, it just isn't that simple. If it was that simple, everyone would write blog posts, right? But it's like, what's, what am I going to write about? Like, is that the best thing to be spending my time on? Like, yeah. Yeah. Maybe we could talk about that another day. I've got mixed experience on blogging. Yeah. So what about this, uh, tweet, this first seal tweet? So I guess I wanted to talk about a few th- things. That's what I want to talk about, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so we saw Vercel bought Split B recently. I guess they for, for an undisclosed amount, was it? Yeah, I couldn't see any prices. I didn't I didn't see any releases of prices. That's what all I care about. Where's the money? Show me the money. <laughs> yeah, I think they're too small, right? They're not gonna like uh, tell how much it was, but um yeah. Probably maybe like a should like strategic acquisition or maybe like Split B was shutting down. We don't know. We we'll we never know, but yeah, it's interesting to see Aqua Hire. We'll never know. Definitely, uh, definitely, uh, definitely an aqua hire in my mind. But um, Vercel isn't publicly traded, is it? No, we'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> Four rounds of funding. So, yeah, we'll see. Interesting. It's interesting to see they bought them. I wonder how um, plausible or Fathom Analytics view what's going on. I guess Split B in my mind was a bit more than an analytics tool. It was sort of a marketing tool. I know they talked about privacy, but I never really thought of Splitbeat as a privacy-friendly analytics tool, to be honest. So I'd be interested to see what they're going to do with it. Yeah, I thought they were more A-B testing or more marketing, like, yeah, more marketing-focused than privacy-focused. Yeah, because they deal with, like, lots of user journeys and see where customers go and, like, tracking people from start to finish. I didn't actually view them at all as a privacy company in terms of like what we now think of a privacy analytics tool. But I did see it as like a like a marketing funnel and split testing product, sort of hence the name. But <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what Vercel do it and whether the... I think it was two founders, see how they get on working now for a big company. What do you do if uh, Webflow came knocking? Well, Webflow is a different one, right? Like Vercel is just an add-on. Webflow would be like, yeah, we're going to, like, yeah. It'd be more like, for me, like Cloudflare. If Cloudflare came knocking, then, yeah, it'd be a tough one. Depends on how how, how many X the multiple on the MMR, ARR, and the vision of, like, what they want to do with it kind of thing. Yeah. But I still, I don't know. I've, I'm just getting started kind of thing. I wouldn't want to give up. I wouldn't want to sell now. Not give up, but, yeah, sell now. Like, really want to see how far I can get by myself. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, enjoying the journey or whatever. And definitely. I guess... We're kind of running a bit tight on time now. So do you want to quickly tell us what your plans are for next week? And I'll yeah, sure. list off my plans quickly and then we'll call it a day. Fair enough, yeah. Um, so Template Marketplace, I think I've been discussing this for many, many weeks. But yeah, I've already got templates ready to upload. I just need to build it. And I've just been yeah shipping these features I've mentioned earlier, like dark mode, UI and stuff. And that's finally there now. And then, yeah, this, so template should be ready next week. If not, I don't know. <laughs> I need some sort of accountability. Uh, I'll figure that out as well. But that's my plan. How about yourself? 
So, as I said, breaking the project into two, that was the first playing. Release the agent, or at least release our first alpha version. I got a few users who are keen to test it. Um, and then while we wait for that, oh, he's going to start working on uh, the new restore system that we're building, which just adds a t basically what we said about like rebuilding stuff to add functionality. That's what we're doing there. And then I've also got like designs and stuff of the new dashboard to review. So hopefully we'll get them all signed off by next week and we can start planning how on earth we're going to put new designs in while also doing all this other stuff. So it seems like they're working really fast, the designer, right? I think you, you planned for months and it's, it's already finished. Yeah, I know. He screwed up all the cash flow, <laughs> didn't he? <laughs> uh, cool. Well, I think that's a wrap. Where can people find the show notes? The show notes can be found at shipsasfaster.com. See you next week. Awesome. See ya.